Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I'm going to open now with a prayer, and then I'll begin the service with a sermon, and then go into the Bible reading and the vocabulary. All right. Good, I petition you that you open up the hearts of the brothers where they're able to listen and love your word and to learn your word and to practice your word. I pray that you give them the ability to do so without straying off or sinning. I pray that you turn them from sinners into righteous people or good-hearted people, good people. And I pray this and that you enable them to be safe and sound and to have sustenance, a roof over their head, food on the table, and clothes on their back. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. We should love our neighbor as ourselves. It says that uh, Matthew 28, verse 39, you are to love your neighbor as yourself. It goes to say at Proverbs, verse 25, verse 9, say we should discuss your dispute with your neighbor, but don't reveal another person's secret. So if you have an animosity against your neighbor, you'll want to peacefully discuss the dispute while not trying to stool pigeon on what another person told you concerning the dispute. So we should discuss our disputes and settle our disputes with our neighbors. It says in the scriptures that you should do so before sundown the next day. Before the next day, you should settle your disputes with your neighbor. He goes to say at Second Peter, uh, the first chapter, verses five through seven. For this very reason, try your hardest to furnish your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with perseverance, perseverance with good, good godliness. Godliness with brotherly affection. Remember that. Brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. So we want to have brotherly affection towards our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, as we do ourselves. We want to have brotherly affection with love. So remember that. It goes to say at John, the third chapter, verses 5 through 6. It says, you know that he appeared in order to take every take away sins and that there is no sin in him, meaning hatred of his brother or the congregation. So Jesus or Yeshua didn't have hatred of his brother or the congregation. He didn't have sin in him. And so no one who remains united with him continues sinning. Everyone who does continue sinning has neither seen him nor known him and hates their brother, which is the basic thing. They hate their brothers because they sin, and they have no concerns with the with uh, what goes on in the world but worldly things. So 
for a sinner is just his normal nature to hate his brother, uh, do his brother according to how his brother does him, not the way he wants to be treated or not the way he's being treated. It doesn't reflect that in him. It goes to Yeshua loved his brother or the congregation as could be seen by his actions, not with just his lips. Remember that scripture I read the other day that you honor the Father with your heart and not just your lips. Well, Yeshua did that. He honored the Father with his heart because by the actions he showed, by curing the people of sicknesses, ailments, blindness, disease, and death, he showed true love, and only through showing true love could those feats be accomplished through Ruach HaKadosh. So remember that, brothers and sisters. We want to show true love because that is a true uh, Savior in this world, someone that has love in his heart for his neighbors as well as himself and the Creator. Revelation 3, verse uh, 17 through 18 says, You keep saying, I am rich, I have gotten rich, but it is you who is wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. So what is meant by that? We can go on all day long saying we are rich, but yet we are poor. You could be poor spiritually is what this is trying to point out to by the fact that you sin and don't obey the Tanakh. He says, buy from me gold refined by fire. So Yeshua is saying, take up the Tanakh, read it, learn about the Creator, grow to love him and do his will, and that is the same as buying gold refined by fire. Here Yeshua is talking about also living by the Spirit and not hating our brothers, but by loving the ton by by living by the Tanakh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we want to live by the Tanakh, and one of the teachings of the Tanakh, as I said in the beginning, Matthew twenty nine verse thirty nine, Matthew twenty two verse thirty nine. You are to love your brother as yourself, but yet still he told them at Matthew twenty two verse thirty seven. You are to love a Adonai or good, your God, with all your heart. Remember, the heart. And with all your soul and with all your strength. So with all your strength, heart, and soul, you are to love the Creator. And this will cause you and help you to love your brother as you love yourself. All right, that's it for my sermon for today. And now I go into the Bible reading. Also, for those of you who want to hear, hear some spiritual music or some good music, I'll be performing live at the Abbey in Chicago, Illinois, on October the 4th. And you could uh, look at the lesson plan for today, uh, and it'll tell you the address to where you can go and buy tickets. But I'll tell you that myself. It's http semicolon backslash backslash www. AftonShows.com forward slash Roderick White. That's AftonShows.com forward slash Roderick White. All right, now let me go back to the Bible reading. Good said to Moshe, I have seen an 
Bitzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. Okay, we've covered that. We've done that, so we're at 32. When the people saw that Moshe was taking a long time to come down from the mountain, they gathered around the horn and said to him, Get busy and make to uh, make us gods to go ahead of us, because this Moshe, the man that brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what he has what has become of him. Ahoran said to them, Have your wives, sons, and daughters strip off their gold earrings and bring them to me. The people stripped off their gold earrings and brought them to Ahoran. He received what they gave and melted it down, made it into the shape of a calf. They said, Israel, here is your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt. On seeing this, Ahoran built an altar in front of it and proclaimed, Tomorrow is to be a feast for good. Early the next morning, they got up and offered burnt offerings and presented peace offerings. Afterwards, the people sat down to eat and drink. Then they got up to indulge in rivalry. So this is the people turning their back on good after good has brought them up out of bondage and and slavery. Good said to Moshe, go down, hurry. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have become corrupt. So quickly they have turned aside from what the way I ordered them to follow. They have cast a metal statue of a calf, worshipped it, and sacrificed to it, and said, Israel, here is your God who brought you up from out from the land of Egypt. Good continues speaking to Moshe. I have been watching these people, and you can see how stiff-necked they are. Now leave me alone so that my anger can blaze against them, and I can put an end to them. I will make a great nation out of you instead. Moshe pleaded with Good as God. He said, Good, why must your anger blaze against your own people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say it was with evil intentions that he led them out to slaughter them in the hills and wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent. Don't bring such disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Yitzchak, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your very self. You promised them, I will make your descendants as many as the stars in the sky, and I will give all this land I have spoken about to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. Good then changed his mind about the disaster he had planned for his people. So we see here that many things can cause the heart of good to turn against a person, especially rivalry, worshiping false gods. Moshe turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets inscribed on both sides on the front and on the back. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Yeshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moshe, It sounds like war in the camp. He answered, That is neither the clamor of victory nor the wailing of defeat. What I hear is the sound of people singing. But the moment Moshe got near the camp, when he saw the calf and the dancing, his own anger blazed up. He threw down the tablets he had been holding and shattered them at the base of the mountain. 
seizing the calf they had made, he melted it in the fire and ground it to powder. When he scattered on the water, when which he shattered, scattered on the water, then he made the people of Israel drink it. Moshe said to Aharon, what did these people do to you to make you leave them into such a terrible sin? Aharon replied, my Lord shouldn't be so, ang- be so angry. You know what these people are like, that they are determined to do evil. So they said to me, make us a God to go ahead of us, because this Moshe, the man that brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. I answered them, anyone with gold, strip it off. So they gave it to me. I threw it in the fire and came out this calf. When Moshe saw that the people had gotten out of control because the horn had allowed them to get out of control to the derision of their enemies, Moshe stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, Whoever is for good, come to me. All the descendants of the Levi rallied around him. He told them, Here's what good the God of Israel says. Each of you put his sword on his side and go up and down. The camp from the gate from gate to gate, and every man is to kill his own kinsman, his own friend, and his own neighbor. The sons of Levi did what Moshe said, and that day three thousand other people died. Moshe said, you have consecrated yourselves today to good because every one of you has been against his own son and against his own kinsmen in order to bring a blessing on yourselves today. So this is what we do today. Remember Jesus or Yeshua said he didn't come to, he came, uh, he didn't come to cause the, he came to cause the families the son to be against his father on behalf of the creator, the daughter to be against his, her mother, mother against daughter, father against son, fa- and husband against wife. He, this is what Jesus came uh, to do, was to cause a division between them and the father in the sense that they would take the father's side over the side of one another and that they would do their utmost to serve the creator without uh, having a love uh, more for their relatives than for the Creator. The next day, Moshe said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin. Now I will go up to good. Maybe I will be able to atone for your sin. Moshe went back to good and said, Please, these people have committed a terrible sin. They have made themselves a god out of gold. Now if you will just forgive their sin, but if you won't, then I beg you, blot me out of your book, which you have written. Good answer, Moshe. Those who have sinned against me are the ones I will blot out of my book. Now go and lead the people to the to the place I told you about. My angel will go ahead of you. Nevertheless, the time for punishment will come, and then I will punish them for their sin. Good struck the people with a plague because they had made the calf the one a horn made. So we see here, Good still punished the people with a plague. Good said to Moshe, leave you and the people you brought out from the land of Egypt and move on here toward the land of which I swore to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yosef. 
I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel ahead of you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, Amorite, Hittite, Perizzite, Havite, and Nushevite. You will go to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I myself will not go with you, because you are such a stiff-necked people that I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard this bad news, they went in the morning, and no one wore his ornaments. Good said to Moshe, tell the people of Israel, you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go up with you for even one moment, I would exterminate you. Now keep your ornaments off, then I will decide what to do to you. So from Mount Horeb on my word, the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments. Moshe would take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far away from the camp. He called it to the tent of meeting. Everyone who wanted to consult good would go out to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moshe went out to the tent, all the people would get up and stand, each man at his tent door, and look at Moshe until he had gone into the tent. Whenever Moshe entered the tent, the column of cloud would descend and station itself at the entrance to the tent, and good would speak with Moshe. When all the people saw the column of cloud stationed at the entrance to the tent, they would get up and face to face, and prostrate themselves, each man at his tent door. Good would speak to Moshe face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So we see here direct communication with the creator between Moshe and uh, Good. Then he would return to the camp, but the young man who was his assistant, Yeshua, the son of Nun, never left the inside of the tent. Moshe said to Good, look, you say to me, make these people move on. So uh, what we learn from this lesson is that a person can withstand being in prison or just uh, if he had the food and sustenance, just as this brother who remained inside the tent, never leaving outside of the tent to reverence the Creator or do good. So we see that here, that it's uh, the conditions of a prisoner that would cause him to be in pain or strife. Moshe said to God, Look, you say to me, make these people move on, but you haven't let me know whom you will be sending with me. Nevertheless, you have said, I know by name, and also you have found favor in my sight. Now, please, if it is really the case that I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways so that I will understand you and continue finding favor in your sight. Moreover, keep on seeing this nation as your people. He answered, set your mind at rest. My presence will go with you after all. Moshe replied, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't make us go on from here. For how else is it to be known that I have found favor in your sight, and I and your people, and and other than by your going with us? This is what distinguishes us, me and your people, from all the other peoples of the earth. So this was a distinguishing mark by good going forward with them that it let the people know that God was on their side and not any other nation. Good said to Moshe, I will also do what you have asked me to do because you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. 
But Moshe said, I beg you to show me your glory. He replied, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you and in your presence, and I will pronounce the name of good. Moreover, my face, I show favor to whomever I will, and I display mercy to whomever I will. But my face, he continued, you cannot see, because a human being cannot look at me and remain alive. Here, he said, is a place near me. Stand on the rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you inside a crevice of the, in the rock and cover you with my hand. Until I have passed by, then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back. But my face is not to be seen. So here we're understanding that it wasn't a direct, when it says a direct communication face-to-face, that means that through the workings of an angel he had to have sent down, he communicated through, through to Moses the same as the burning bush or an angel. But he did show him his back because no one could see his face. Or either he might have had his face covered when he spoke with Moses during that time. All right, that is it for the reading for today. And that is, and I'll now go into the vocabulary. So you got to understand that he didn't actually see the face. When he speaks to the Creator, he spoke face to face, but the face of the Creator would have had to have been concealed because he didn't want to show because when he showed him his glory, he said no one could look and see his glory and yet live, or see his face and yet live. All right. Um, Our first word is ashpot. It means rubbish or filth. Our next word is ashkelon, in the sense of weighing place. Our next word is eskeloni. It's an inhabitant of ashkelon. Our next word is asha. It uh, means root, to be straight, used in the wildest sense, especially to be level, right, go forward, be honest, prosper. Our next word is Asher. It means uh, how, though, until, whatsoever, when, where. Our next word is Esher, and it means blessed, happy. Our next word is Asher, Asher. It means with his territory, also a place in Palestine. Tribe descended from him, son of Jacob. Our next word is Osher. It means happiness. Our next word is Ashur, it means going. Our next word is Ashur, it means tree or some other elastic wood. Our next word is Asharel, right of God. Our next word is Ashera, Phoenician goddess. Our next word is Asheri, it's an Asherite, of a descendant of Asher. Our next word is Azrael. It's the name of two Israelites. Our next word is 
Oshana, uh, a wall from its uprightness. Our next word is Eshtoali, Eshtoali, entreaty. And our next word is Eshtone, restful. Those are my words for today, the vocabulary, and I finish with that. So now I'll close in prayer. And if you'd like to call into the show, you can from now on out. I'm going to give you the number, and you can call in uh, if you have a question or problems or need a prayer set for you. Uh, the number is 888-689-4061 or 347-326-9003. All right, good, I petition you that you answer the prayers of the brothers and sisters who truly are struggling with this and trying their hardest to to serve you and trying to put their utmost strength in observing your laws and serving you and doing as the Tanakh says. I ask that you enable them to be able to do so, to serve you with whole heart, their whole soul, and whole strength, I ask that you direct their footsteps in this pattern or this way, this method, and I pray that you provide sustenance for them. And I pray this in all good things in the name and that you heal them of their disabilities and their problems. In the name of Yeshua, amen.